0: This is a podcast. I've got someone to hate this week. Bring it. S- someone's to hate. I will, sight unseen or hearing unheard, I will agree to hate them with you. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you say yeah. that. I sure hope it's not me. My hate will not come as any surprise, because I've always hated these people, but my hate now extends even further. Okay. I children hate Giants fans. Oh. And let me explain to you why. This past Sunday, there was a little sporting event called the Super Bowl. Yeah. I watched it. That's good. Not the Puppy Bowl? I watched both. Okay. <laughs> um, one, one during the ads of the other. I'll leave you to figure out which is which. <laughs> um, so, for the past week or so leading up to the Super Bowl, I've seen these this image on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, created by Giants fans, Mm -hmm. obviously, because they just can't get enough attention, they need more attention. Okay. And the image is a picture of San Francisco, like the skyline of San Francisco. Right. And it's divided, half of it orange and black, half of it red and gold. And it's, so it's got... That sounds really ugly. (laughs) Yeah. So it's got the Giants logo and the Niners logo. Right. And it says, City of Champions. And this was the week prior. To this the Super was the Bowl. week prior to the Super Bowl. Whoops! <laughs> whoops! Yeah, why don't you shut your face, Giants fans, and you know, start start actually thinking? Because yeah. this whole presumption that they're going to win oh, whoops, they lost, and I blame you for trying to stick your stupid face into Forty Nine er business when you share a city. But really, that's you know it. that that should be like the T shirts they print up and they have, but they're not like. They're not selling the, you know, uh, 49ers World Champs t-shirts. They're waiting until after the game and one box goes to the store and the other goes to the African kids or whatever. But you don't bring it out. I mean, that's... It's so dumb. I thought that sports people were universally sort of superstitious, right? You don't talk about a perfect game. You know, you don't jinx things. So I, it's As someone who's caught between the worlds because I like one San Francisco team and I hate the other, yeah. it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I give them the entire, well, most of the entire blame. Also my wife and mother-in-law, but that's a different story. <laughs> that, that, is, that is just dumb. And I hope that now uh, the uh, 49ers fans will respect the jinx. Here's the thing. Even if they had won the Super Bowl, I think it's stupid to say Champion City or City of Champions or whatever. Because it's one year. Also, like, you're the only city to ever do that. Like, Los Angeles has never done that. Like, Boston has never done that. Like, Pittsburgh has never done that. Like, get over yourself. Well, and, like, yes, you went 50 years or so without a World Series, but, but... Let's act like we've been there before. Pittsburgh in the seventies didn't they do it like multiple years, oh, multiple yeah. consecutive years? I mean, and the, and the Pirates were good back then. Yeah, Pirates and, and like, the Steelers, yeah. like, like I'm sure New York has done it. Just get over yourselves, Giants. Probably, wins. yeah. Well, the in New York Giants won twice, and the right. Yankees have won a bunch of times, and. But I mean, you should need repeated, consecutive, or repeated in the same decade occurrence. I feel like there was a block of time where the Red Sox. The Patriots, the Celtics, and maybe even the Boston Bruins all won within a yeah. few-year period. Yeah, That's impressive. Right. Okay? Give me a Warriors win and a Sharks win, and then you can start talking about something. Even though those are technically... You really Santa's want a Warriors game. win? I don't. Okay. Oh, well, I'd want it more than a Sharks win, because okay. that would really... Phil would go crazy with a Sharks win. And yeah. the fact that the LA Kings won last year and the Sharks didn't was kind of the equivalent, believe it or not, of the Giants winning for me. Like, he hated it. It was great. Wow. Um, but yeah. I don't know why he's so into hockey. He's European. Yeah. Um, Ish. (laughs) Uh, The other thing about it is if the 49ers had won, I think even then you don't say Championship City. Then you could have gone with something clever like Comeback City. Because Mm -hmm. in all three of their games, the 49ers were down by points. The last two by a lot of points and came back. Right. And the Giants had two series where they were like, they needed to win multiple games in a row to not be eliminated. And they came back and won. Maybe it should be "Come from Behind City." (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know what you're laughing about. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, come from behind city. We'll we'll go with that. Okay. Um, So that's those are the people that I hate. Um, I'm going to now tell you about something that I enjoyed. Ooh! It was actually earlier this morning. Um. Every, just about every morning, our principal comes over the loudspeaker and gives announcements. Is it still the office space guy? Usually, I don't enjoy it. Yes, it is. Um, what was today? his name? I'm not going to say it on the air. But. No, the office space guy. Gary Cole? No, the Car- Lumberg? Lumberg. Yeah. yeah. Is it still principal Lumberg? It is. Um, so anyway, every so often he does this where he brings a student on the air and they have to like, they say something or whatever and it was a sixth grade girl who's not in my class but i wish she was cuz she's an awesome kid which would make one in my class oh just hmm. kidding um, <laughs> i hope my students are listening to this <laughs> um, and she had written a poem oh no about school pride but was it a good poem or one it of those, was a like, good poem super cheesy it was a, it was it was cheesy but for a sixth grader it was a good poem and here's the part i liked best her voice sounded exactly 100% like Paul Harvey. You could have had you know, 10 experts and they would have thought that it sounded exactly the same too as Sartor's voice. Really? When we were kids. It was like young Sartor was reading this poem. Did on you the, record it or anything? I didn't, but, uh, but I immediately <laughs> wrote it down on my, i uh, posted post it on my desk. I was like, I have to talk about this at the podcast. It yeah. was awesome. So shout out to Sartor who we hope is still listening and we, I haven't really heard from for a while. Well, good news. But we're thinking about you Sartor. We found your long lost daughter. Yeah. That, that, teen pregnancy. She's tall and lanky. So she's it, athletic. So obviously not really so oh, just Never mind. Is she, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so she's like what 12? 11, 12, yeah. Okay. So I, I made the, like the teen pregnancy crack, but that's not a teen pregnancy for us for our No, group. early 20s? Yeah, yeah. That's a legit pregnancy. It is a legit pregnancy. She's no bastard. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean she couldn't be a bastard. Oh, okay. But uh but yeah, not not teen pregnancy. We're so old. Saying. Um Okay, I'm gonna allude to something next. Wait, let me ask about the poem. Yeah. Was it, what was the like structure? It was rhyming, I assume. It wasn't rhyming, and I like that about it. Yeah, it wasn't like the easy, cheap, light verse kind of stuff. Right, because I'm picturing like, you know, I like my homework, my teacher is cool, that's why I like going to school. school. It was not like that at all. It was very free form. Word sparks? (laughs) There were several word sparks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, Did the poem have weird punctuation and capitalization? I don't know because I listened to it. You don't read that, like when you read Emily Dickinson. As I didn't your re- want, I didn't read her poem. No. I just listened to it over the loudspeaker. Yeah, but I thought when she was reading, it, she'd be like, she would lowercase s, school semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't dictating it to Siri. <laughs> to, uh, in the middle of a sentence for no good goddamn reason. Do you use the voice texting feature? on your phone do you have the voice texting feature on your phone no it's great I, I love have it. the rotary iPhone 4 ah that's so good. I don't have any Siri it's too bad it's I don't easy. really miss it it's cause you don't have it it's like people who grow up their whole lives without television they don't miss it either most of the things I text are going to be words I've made up and or extremely vulgar, and I don't know that Siri and would... or images of penises that are like the numbers. and Yeah, it's so like Siri, uh, text to Joe eight equals equals yeah. equals D. <laughs> That's, that would be pretty awesome. I don't get it because you have to do, you have to be like uh, Jacob, comma, what time should I come over to your house question mark? You have to do that. Yeah. So sometimes you're like, hey Jacob, I'm on my period. Period. Two periods? <laughs> it's a heavy flow. You must be a treat. <laughs> Don't right. piss me off. Um, so this is my going to be my most uncomfortable section to talk about. Uh-oh. I had a dream the other night. Ooh. Sex dream? Um, in a sense, yes. But I was not having sex. Were you being had sex upon? I was not being ha- had sex upon. Um, so... I was in a bed, a large bed. Okay. With another man. Was it your dad? It was a guy I used to play kickball with. Oh. But it was not a sexual thing. Was like, it Kylie? We were like, <laughs> we were like at a kickball tournament or something, and we had like, to stay at some hotel. A, like, and like we well, had the like, old road trips. When exactly. you had to share exactly. a bed, but it wasn't exactly you know. before we became adults and actually were able to afford our own beds. Right. Um, yeah. So it was like that. Were you sleeping head to toe? <laughs> no, but we were sleeping far enough away. It was a large bed. And then all of a sudden... That would still be a problem for me. I have a big deal. I'm, like, already regretting talking about this. All of a sudden, an adult that we knew from our teenage years... You and me? Yes. And other people that we went to school with... Okay, okay. Like, Are you not going to name this adult? I don't think that I should, just because 100% I don't know who all listens to this podcast. Okay. But I'll talk to you about it later. Okay. Um, I'll leave it vague enough that it could maybe be multiple people, but anyway. So, it's an adult, older than us, Now, can you at least tell me, is this like a teacher or a parent, or... It is a teacher or a parent. Okay. My worry is that pretty much covers all the adults we knew as kids. <laughs> it wasn't a priest. Okay, this person like sidles up to the guy that is in the bed, mm-hmm. not me, the other guy. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, I'm not enjoying this very much. Was it a female? It was a male. Okay, and there was like some mild horseplay. Some mild, heavy petting. And I was like, just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Just ignore it. Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. And then there's some some kind of dirty talking and some some, like, suggestion of taking it further. And I'm like, I'm out. And I had to like leave the room and I remember going to this bathroom and it was like a public bathroom and there was like urine all over the seats and then I woke up at that point. It was not my favorite dream I've ever had. (laughs) This is quite possibly the gayest (laughs) dream ever. Now what made it worse is I woke up and um. And you were humping Amanda's leg. No it was like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And Amanda was not home. Oh. Yeah. Um... Is this usual? It is very unusual. Okay. And so I was very concerned, and with... Like, not home, or not in the bedroom? Not home at all. No. Okay. And... When you had gone to bed, was she home? No. Okay. And so I was like... I could really use some uh, comforting, you know, like a person here, a spouse here, to be comforting. Well, I think you am talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Not not talking about that. No, 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 no. overcompensating. Just like that. Like, okay, here I'm in reality with my loved one here. Yeah. Um. But she was gone, and it was like this is a very rare thing. But I knew that she had my my niece is getting married soon, and so she had been over at her sister's house. With her sister and her niece, yeah. like helping to plan this they wedding. They could get lost for days in that shit. Seriously. Yeah. But like, so I turn on my phone to see if the, she had, like sent me a text message or anything. Nothing. So I call her and I text her. I text her sister. Call at three a.m. Wouldn't you? Would you not be concerned? Would you just roll back over and go to sleep and be like, "Well, I don't know where my wife is. It's three a.m." I would. I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. And so, fortunately, like, I was kind of freaking out a little bit. Because sometimes she stays late with her sister and stuff. And that's, you know, that's fine. Like, I usually go to sleep super early anyway because I have to get up early. Right. But but I was concerned this time, you know. And, and so, her car, we actually, like, had swapped cars because it was out in Elk Grove. So, I had been driving her car and she drove there in my car. So, I went and swapped with her. Her car has, like, this GPS Blue Link thing, you know, because mm-hmm. it's Hyundai. I actually called... The Blue Link people and was like, can I get a, like, GPS trace on her car to see if she's... I mean, if she's at her sister's house, fine, no right. big deal. But, like, I want to make sure that nothing happened to her. And while I was on the phone with that lady, she comes up. Were they going to let you do it? It was weird. She said something like, well, if it's with... You can track it if it's within one mile of your location. What? If someone help? steals my car... right. <laughs> they're not going to be within one mile of my location well, for very long. if your next-door neighbor were to steal your car. <laughs> it was weird. It yeah. was weird. It so, but I was very thankful that she came home. And, it's not like Koreans uh, to be weird. <laughs> Koreans are usually very level-headed. So that's a very similar thing is why I wouldn't be worried is because Rachel and I downloaded the Find My Friends app from mm-hmm. Apple, and it's just a GPS locator of your phone, and it's a little Big brothery. but Does it work if the phone is off? Mm, I don't know. Or dead? Because that's what had happened. Her I phone had died. It. Yeah, I would doubt it. And she has a stupid black or not BlackBerry, but Android. So like her her sister's whole family has things to charge apples, but not her phone. But I feel like we used to. It was a lot of like, Hey, have you left yet? Or have you left work yet? Or Are you on your way yet? Or just because you know I, she goes pick with the baby, and I go do whatever you right. know and stuff. And so now it's like saves us that trouble. You just look and be like, Oh, she's still at her parents' house or whatever. So nice. it's not like a like. I don't like oh you. Jacob's at the strip club kind yeah, of thing. Exactly, looking at those male strippers. Uh, which of us is dreaming about gay intercourse with people we know? Now, well, I'm the one admitting it. I don't know if I'm the only one doing it, but I'm not dreaming of watching it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diving right in. Um, no sidelines for me, sir. Uh, what was I going to say? The either the guy that you play kickball with or the unnamed male from our past are either of them gay or did we do you have reason to suspect that maybe they were or are these like two you know macho butch dudes that suddenly started making out it's possible that both of them are i don't really know for sure well it's possible any of us are what are you saying nothing (laughs) nothing i'm prepared to say (laughs) let's move on from this topic okay well you started i did now i'm ready to end it so was it was the purpose just to 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 describe it or is there some sort of resolution you I just want to for? get it off my chest okay. and see if you could bring any comfort. Just get it off your sack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next question. No wings tonight? Oh, I know. You know what? Uh, we went to Target the other night, and, I was, and Rachel was like, oh, one of those buffalo wings places opened. And I was like, oh, I was supposed to go there with Joe. Next time. Okay. Because originally we had talked about doing that tonight, right? Yeah. And I'm a, I, I'm not having problem with our current plan for tonight. I know. And then Rachel wanted to have people over, play games and whatnot. Okay. So yeah, sorry. Next time. But I, I do like we, wings. We could podcast again. You know. We could do more live than... from Buffalo Wild Wings. No, I don't know about that. More than two a year, we could do. <laughs> this will be two for this year already. I know. And it's We've only been... February eighth. We've hit our quota. <laughs> um, let's talk about some television. Okay. Yes, I want to talk to you po- about positive or negative first. Can no. I do the negative one? Depends on which. Yeah, go. You love the Food Network. I do. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here to condemn you. Not all of it, but, but I do enjoy certain things. Well, then, okay. okay. I I got my oil changed yesterday. Yesterday or the day before. And I was sitting. I don't think it matters. That doesn't. <laughs> I was sitting there. Let's just say yesterday. Okay. I was sitting. Are you there, sure, I wasn't the day before. <laughs> and there was a TV on. Yeah. And the Food Network was on. Yeah. And it some show something. It wasn't like really. You know why? It wasn't famous people that I knew. Men change their own oil, and only women would be sitting oh, at the jiffy. Burn! Yeah. Do you change your own oil? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but neither of us are men. But I like. We're drinking Denmark. whiskey, aren't we? Yes. So we're men. All right. Sound effect. Um. The sound was on, yeah. so I could hear what they were saying and everything. Right. And I, I heard this woman say a sentence. And I had to immediately write it down on, on my phone okay. because I, I was just blown away by just how inane and ridiculous this sentence was. And you, I, I was talking about it to Amanda on the way here and she was like, didn't think it was a big deal. So yeah. I want to see what you have to say. Okay. Here's what this woman said. Mm-hmm. And it's going to end with an ellipsis. Because I didn't write the rest. It was just that first part. Oh, okay. I've been a little obsessed with caraway seeds lately, so blank. Yeah. What? I've been obs- a little obsessed with caraway seeds lately. Who said something like that? That is a douchebag thing pretentious. To say. Yeah. Do you you don't know who it, it was? It wasn't a chef either. It was like a regular woman who's talking to a chef. Yeah, I've been a little obsessed with caraway seeds lately. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I I've I've recently um been sort of introduced to shallots and I've been enjoying cooking Jeans with shallots. shallots? <laughs> But yeah. I would never say, I've been a little obsessed with shallots lately. Why don't you kick me in the junk? You know, yeah, exactly. I mean No. Yeah. And and in talking to her, I compared it to she watches a lot of those like house hunters, renovation shows. Mm-hmm. And she could write that off, you know. The problem write off watching a show? Yeah. Okay. You, <laughs> just, you, write just, you just write it <laughs> off. <laughs> What's her business? So she's writing off the cable bill, is that what you're saying? Sure. Okay. Um, you don't know what to write off is. <laughs> so she, in those shows, like, the premise, I get the premise and everything, but they fill it up with so much talking, Yeah, and the talking is unnecessary. So you have this real estate agent who's walking, have you ever seen these shows, like House yeah. Hunters, okay, where they're like, yeah. I have to pick from three, they're walking through and they're like, oh, here's the kitchen, and uh, this is the sink right here, and uh, the right. counter, what? what like I, this is not a second grader. where We have to point out to them this is a refrigerator and this is a floor. Yeah, like they say these things to fill up time and space, but they're completely useless. So I've never really i I never bought a house with an agent like trying to sell it to me. Really, it was more you know because ours was new. So it was more like go through the model and be like, yeah, we like this one. You know, we'll sign. Um, Oh, the house market's gonna crash tomorrow. Oh no, that's okay. <laughs> I was, we'll still sign. We'll still sign. Um, but I, I imagine are they maybe Is the sky falling <laughs> around us. Okay, we're, we're ready. Let's yeah. uh, name on them. I mean, if we wait literally thirty six hours, <laughs> would we get it for a hundred thousand less. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not interested. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if they do that for the TV, like. Like, a real person would be like, here's the kitchen, like, take a look, let me know what you think, but because of TV, they don't, like, dead air, so they're like, here's the kitchen, you can see it's got marble tile and granite countertops and, and you know,
1: if the you the, If you were
0: the producer, editor, or whatever of that show, how would you change it? Because it seems kind of obvious to me. You don't need the person alive there on camera to do that, just have a voiceover that's explaining it to the audience and giving them details, right? That would feel yeah. creepy would it well you're walking like so mr and mrs johnson here's the kitchen and it's like the kitchen is filled with cabinets and appliances but you would actually give useful information about you know measurements or brands or whatever not just like toilet and (laughs) sink and one and the same I (laughs) i would i would have the cheesy music and i would have like bullet points Text on the screen, okay. but not the narration. Yeah. I mean, I guess the value is seeing what the you want to see what the people say about it, right? The the people right. who are prospective buyers. But at the same time, on the TV, I don't think the prospective buyers would be like, "Oh, this is a shithole," you know. They'd be like, it, they "Oh, should. it's nice," you know. They should. Yeah. They they don't because they want you to be like, "Oh, I would wonder which one they're gonna pick. I would pick number two. Oh, they picked three. I can't believe it." Yeah. But anyway, caraway seeds? I don't even know what the fuck caraway seeds are. We'll have <laughs> or to, how do you use we'll them? We'll have to go look in the uh, in our cabinet see if we have any. We have... I'm sure your wife would know all about caraway seeds and how to use There's them. There's one that smells like it. licorice or something, but I feel like that's something else that maybe starts with an F, seeds. Fennel? Yes. I like fennel. Okay. Are you obsessed with it? i am been all obsessed with fennel lately. I've been shoving it up my butthole. That was Jacob. Now, is way. this in your dream, or...? <laughs> There was a really funny thing on um, uh, Parks and Rec last night. I've, I'm into Parks and Rec now, by the way. Okay. And uh, they were, the uh, Amy Poehler and Adam Scott are getting married, and so they were, uh, Adam Scott and the other guys were testing out, um, like, uh, caterers. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about you know who Aziz Ansari is, the comedian. I do. He was talking he's on that show and and the, and he's Adam was saying something ones. like Okay. I don't know. <laughs> saying that he's you know, he considers himself a foodie, which basically just means he Instagrams pictures of food rather mm-hmm. than uh, you know I bet he's That's obsessed true. with caraway seeds. <laughs> Probably. It was pretty funny. I like that show. So speaking of NBC comedies, is that the other T V thing you want to talk about? It's one of the other two T V things I wanna talk Deceased about. Deceased NBC comedies? Yeah, I liked the 30 Rock ending. The first time I watched it, I wasn't thrilled with it, and then I watched it it again. I did. Um, And I liked it more, and I liked um, the conclusion of it. I I thought they did a great job with a lot of callbacks to things that they'd had before. You know, the idea that Kenneth is really like a hundred or thousands of years old or whatever I thought was great. Um, The relationship between... Uh, Jack and Liz. I-, I liked that. I liked how he I-, I liked his whole going on the boat thing and coming right back. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed I enjoyed really the the talk between um, Liz and Tracy at the strip club because it was it seemed to very much mirror real life. yeah. I do remember this that. idea of we're not friends we're work friends and when the show is over, we're probably not going to hang out because right. I don't think Tracy Morgan and Tina Fey are really going to hang out in real life. I think they were brought together in Saturday Night Live, and then they came over to the show. But you know, yeah, they I have agree. totally different lives. Um, and I liked that. I thought that was a you know, and the whole thing when they're like, we may have not gotten good ratings, but yeah. we still got paid. You know that that meta level that they had, and I like that they stayed. They seem to stay true, at least for the whole for the whole series, really. Um, I think one of the underrated jokes about the series was that the show really sucked. Like, none of their sketches were really funny. Yeah, and so she's like, you know, her whole job of you know running the show and doing all this stuff—it's really—it was really a terrible show that was on for way longer. Well, it was called the Girly Show originally. Yeah, I mean, how good could it be? Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean. As crazy as Tracy jo- Tracy Jordan, the character, was, like, imagine that show with Jenna Maroney <laughs> as the main character. Right. And you know what else? She has been my most hated character in the whole series. Jenna? Yeah. But I liked, I liked, she, she had some kind of real moments in that last episode. You know, where Kenneth kind of got her to be real when she lost her mirror. You know, he was taking her mirror away. Oh, and yeah, it was, like, yeah, something yeah. she actually cared about. And, and the singing at the end, the rur song. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that kind of mirrored the reality, too. That it, there was some line in it that was like, I forget what it is, but it was like, you know, I'm, I'll miss these th- this thing we had or something like that. And I, I felt like, you know, if that's one of the last things they filmed and she's singing that and everyone's there, I think there would have been some real emotion. And so I think in her seeing that, she wasn't this fake vapid woman she was actually the actress singing this real thing even though it was jokey that they felt at that time and i liked that so here's what i didn't like a couple of things i feel like there's two main roads that the uh tv finale goes down there's either the like big event that closes everything up and wraps it up or there's the sort of um you know turn it all on its edge, and it was Seinfeld all a dream. Seinfeld's totally different, versus the, you know, MASH, the Korean Wars ended after 12 years or whatever, um, or nine hundred two and 90210 is, you know, David and Donna got married, and no one cares about them, but it was just sort of a wrapping it up and, okay, mm-hmm. we're good. And I feel like the 30 Rock one was sort of all over the place, because they started doing those wrapping it up, Jack sailing away, and, and the show's ending and stuff, and then they had to come back and whatever, and they couldn't decide. And I then it started to go over the top route. And then there's the Dawson's Creek one, right? Where Dawson at the end is... Making his own show that's basically a ripoff of The Creek. I think it was even called The Creek. Right. And then you see at the end that Joey and Pacey actually got together. I just want to talk about Dawson's Creek. I know <laughs> no, it's, it's relevant, um, especially because the beginning of that episode, she's with Jeremy Sisto, I think. Oh. Which is a super random cameo, but yeah. she's with Jeremy Sisto at the beginning. It's like, what? That's not possible. That's a late '90s callback. Um, he's on a show now. Good for him. Right. He's like. Sub- I don't know, purgatory or one of those things. Um, so it started. It did, had moments that were like, you know, the show's ending. We're moving on. Liz has our kids now, and then it had these over the top moments, like Kenneth goes from janitor to president of NBC, and saying, "Yeah, right," and and all this stuff. Grizz and hers, G- <laughs> Grizz like and. that <laughs> was awesome. Here's here's one of my other big pet peeves. So I, I didn't feel like I got a good ending. I, I feel like the character, like Liz, Liz, the main character, Liz Lemon, right. She was not Liz Lemon in the last episode. She was like this new mom and whatever. It was like she was too different. She wasn't the same as she'd been with every other episode. So the other thing I didn't like, supporting cast totally wasted. The the Hornberger thing of faking his own death and, and uh, stupid... The the thing about where to order lunch with all the writers, stupid. Like so many good laughs could come from Saree not taking her top off. Saree not taking her top off. So many so many good laughs could come from that writers' room, and and I feel like they were really like wasted. I'm not sure the writers' room was ever really that funny. I, Twofer was never really great. None of them alone,
1: but yeah. together
0: they they had lots. Kind of, the pranksters. Yeah, is that what they call themselves? Something you know, like that. you know what I mean. I think they could have brought back... Is horrible. Let's <laughs> And Sue is horrible, too. I love Sue. Do you? Yes. She's so weird. She is weird. <laughs> um, I feel like they could have brought back uh, Frasier. Oh, I would have enjoyed that, that. For the Best Friends gang. Yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. That's, I guess that's the other route they could have gone, is like crazy cameos, right? Because that's yeah. always kind of Which been, I thought they were going to. That's always kind of been a staple of their yeah. show. I I feel like another a third route there's the there's the wrap everything up with the big event there's the throw everything upside down and then I feel like there's also the like life goes on business as usual like even though the show ends these people still stay doing the same thing and I feel like they right. didn't do really any of those but it wasn't I a feel way that like, like, broke the mold that's good it was like eh they couldn't decide or something I feel like a bad 30 rock fan because I'm trying to remember what happened to Jack's wife the, the blonde? Yeah. They just split up. Didn't she fall... When she was a, a prisoner in Korea, didn't she fall in love with her... Is own, that where she left? Captor and they well, just I knew that divorce or something? Is that what it is? And and that's that why she left him? Is because of that guy? I guess. And he was trying to get with her mom? No. Her... Was it Mary, Mary Steenburgen? Yeah. yeah. Virgin? Bergen? We'll just call her Mary. Yeah. Mary S. Anyways, it was a good show. Towards the end, it started to sort of go downhill and wasn't that funny. And then I feel like this last year, it started to get some moments. And then I feel like the last couple episodes flubbed it. Hmm. But I will That's enjoy the finale. reruns. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There well, Seinfeld had finishes. one of the shittiest finales ever and is still did. one of the greatest television shows it ever. Did. Uh, here's another great show. Okay. That I'm now about seven or eight episodes into. Ah, I know where we're going with this one. The West Wing. Yeah. There are 156 total episodes, which is a little intimidating, but at the same time, it's awesome. I've seen every one of them. It's like, I've seen eight episodes, and I have 148 left to go. It's, you know, like, there's been a lot of shows that I've gotten into late, say Breaking Bad, and we devour the whole series in, like, three weeks, and then it's done, and we're back to... No. Waiting. West Wing is better as a slow burn. But God, West Wing. I mean, we could watch it. We could watch four episodes a day, and it's going to take us. We but couldn't really watch four episodes. You should limit a day. yourself. When I was traveling so much for work for eighteen months or whatever, that was one. That was one of the things I did, and I would. I would like watch one a night back in my hotel room, and one on the plane. You know, flying to and from wherever and stuff. And it was so good. Yeah. And I found both when it was on originally, and in watching the DVDs, it made me. It made me almost excited to go to work. And maybe when I got there, I looked around and went, uh, this isn't the West Wing. But it was like, because it's kind of an office setting, even though it's sort of like the ultimate office, um, oval office, maybe. Yeah. It was like, wow, like these people coming together and working for good and overcoming challenges in the workplace and things. And it made me think like things could be better. What I find interesting about it is I've got Sorkin experience with sports night early I've got Sorkin of experience with the newsroom, current. You've seen a few good men. I've seen a few good men. You've seen the American president. I've seen the American president. You're I've seen... Kid. Didn't he do... Did he do the social... No, he didn't do social... I mean, that was Fincher. Did he? He did something. He else. might have he written something. it. Yeah. I think he did write it. Did he write Moneyball? And... The screenplay? I think he might have. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but this is, like, in the middle. So this, this is the... This is the best I okay. feel Have you seen the newsroom? Yeah. It's very good. Mm. It's, it's only been one season, but anyway. You, you Jeff Daniels' best speech is Martin Sheen's worst speech. Oh, There bird. I said it. Burn. No, and not, not that that's not good. Um, the worst blowjob you okay. ever received, or in your mm. case, given, is still a good you know thing. Here, here are some early thoughts for me. I really like Josh Lyman. Me too. More so than the Rob Lowe character. Yeah, I know people like Sarah Davis like love Sam Seaborn, and probably some of our other listeners as well. Probably. Um, I really like Toby. Ugh. And no, 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 no. Uh, John Spencer. Yes, Leo. Leo. C.J. Craig. She gets better. <laughs> I will admit, she starts out rough. She gets better. I feel like Aaron Sorkin, t- Aaron Sorkin targets woman, women with confusing bodies that mm. that make me uncomfortable. Yeah, she's not a traditional beauty. She's not. Well, and uh, obviously that shouldn't. I uh, like like her character is good, you well, know. But the but irony is, she's the one in all that room, other than the president, that's going to be on TV the most. What do you mean? Oh, you mean like she's as, the face yeah, right, right. right? You know. Um. But, yeah, it's it's strange. I, I hate Maura Kelly. I'm yeah. ready for her to be gone. She will be. Um, and, and it's interesting because I know, like, these people that are coming later in, like, you know, seasons four or five or six or whatever, and I'm like, God, I have to wait this long for these certain characters. <laughs> you know come? the best part about Maura Kelly leaving is on a show where you respect someone who the actor, you know, doesn't sign the contract or whatever, like 90210, the aforementioned, oh, Brandon took a job in DC as a reporter now, oh, okay, good for him, like, we wish him well, type, in the mm-hmm. storyline... Nobody ever asks, hey, where's Mora? Really? Yeah. She's no. gone. She just disappears. It's That's great. Gr- that is yeah. great. Nobody's like, oh, she took a job, or oh, she <clears throat> fell down a well and died. It's just, yep, life goes on. I wonder if she was just like a bitch, and they didn't want to give her character any credit or anything. I don't know. I mean, what, what's her point? Her point is like, she's Josh's ex-girlfriend, right. and adds Well, she's really good at her job, right? Like, the, in the very beginning, she was going to take a position... Or she did take a position with a Democratic guy who was going to challenge him. Mm-hmm. I think it was Democrat. Yeah, I was going to challenge him, and he was like, "No, I'm putting. I, I'm not going to challenge him for the presidency." And so she was kind of forced to then go back. with him. Have they started the sort of like, you know, chemistry with Josh and Donna? No, this early. I don't like Donna. Really. I don't either. But they're eventually going to start that, and yeah. so maybe that I mean, was they the reason. I think it's ridden. kind of there from the beginning. That they have this kind but of, but maybe they didn't like, realize that would be there, so they brought in this maybe. no character ex girlfriend, and then they realized they didn't need her or something. Maybe it's interesting seeing people on the show that were like really nobodies at the time, that now you're like, whoa, that you know, like Elizabeth Moss for example, yeah, um, Nick Offerman who plays um, yeah. Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec, he was who's like one of the greatest. He he. He's in one of the episodes. It's the one where, like, Leo has this day where they have, they have like, crazy people come oh, out and meet with them. Big Block of Cheese Day. Yeah, Big I Block love, of Cheese Day. I love that. Do they have that in multiple seasons? Yeah, they have it at least one more time. Okay. So he is one of the guys talking about the Coyote Highway. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Have they done the one where they go to the bar with Elizabeth Moss? Yes, and uh, there's the dude, dude to, and like... And they have the, like, beeper thing? Yeah, I, that's pretty that, sweet. That's a good one. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's such a good show. Sorkin, man, Sorkin really knows how to hit these high moments where you, are like, where you really respond to moments in the show emotionally. Did you get chills? With with music, too, like Snuffy Walden or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. he knows how to use that guy, he knows how to use other, like, popular music, like in the newsroom, there's there's the the episode where he uses Fix You by Coldplay, and man, like, that dude, that dude... He's good. The music, was well, I do remember that from Westway. It's always good, especially in, like, the the pre credit scene, and it'll, like, slowly start building mm-hmm. and become the credits. It's not like a, something happens, and then, oh, let's stop and run the credits now. Yeah. I like that. Did you get chills from uh, the president's first scene in the first episode? Yeah. It was so good when they're debating the religious people, and the that's not the first commandment. Oh, what is the first commandment? And Martin Sheen walks in the room and says, like, I am the Lord thy God, or right. whatever. So good. It it's just good. the... the Aaron Sorkin's timing of things, you know, pacing of things, which I guess is probably also the director and stage manager and whatever, but it's just so good. Can I get religious with you for a moment? Sure. I'll hear your confession. And I enjoy this about the show. I I enjoy that he is a religious man and a Democrat Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people, Republicans, (laughs) who believe, and and I've heard... I've heard people say that you can't be a Christian and not be a Republican. And I think that's the stupidest thing. I agree. And I almost feel like the opposite is true. Republicans focus on these issues of homosexuality and abortion. Like that's all the Bible talks about. And it's such a disgrace. The Republicans also focus on turning a blind eye to those in need, which I think Jesus would have a problem with. The whole, I mean, the Bible talks about that throughout it. And this, you know, the idea of caring for those who can't care for themselves. Right. You know, Jesus did not shun the prostitutes and the tax tax collectors and things like that. He embraced them and came to them, you know, and, and helped them. And and this this hatred and exclusion and trying to force things on people, it's it's that it, sounds it makes more like no the sense. people that Jesus was against. It, it it completely does. And you know what? I don't want to make this a controversial podcast. Please do. I bet Jesus would have been pro choice. He Explain. would have said, I personally am not in favor of abortion, and if you are, that saddens me. But there is free will given to us by God or whatever. I don't know that that would make him pro-choice. I no. You I'm think saying. that he would be like, "It's your choice what you want to do in yeah. this situation." Yeah, and I would prefer if you did this way, but I'm not going to like. I smite certain, you if you don't do it. My I way. certainly don't think he would try to like blow up or kill people who tried to do that. Doubtful. Very doubtful. Or go to. Schools where tragedies had happened, and tell them that it happened because people are gay. Right. It's it's insane. Well, there's a logical <laughs> argument there. I don't I don't want to get off, <laughs> offline. I'll tell you. And and it's it's uh, politics are just crazy right now with the way it's all like. If you're in this group at all, you're all of these things and you, you have to be all of these things and you can't be anything outside of that. You right. know, like if you're a Republican, you're against this and this and, and you're pro gun cause Jesus would super be pro gun. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's definitely about being able to arm yourself with these crazy weapons that you need. Oh yeah. And, be, and being, I heard Jesus was the inspiration for Rambo. So so much of, especially in the New Testament, is, is this idea that, that you're not of the world, that you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And this idea that what's going on in the world is, there's a lot of terrible things that go on in the world, but that your life is only for a certain period of time and all of that stuff will pass away. So the idea that your job in life would be to try to legislate things upon other people that have different beliefs than you mm-hmm. is insane. I agree. Okay, Jesus I'm done now. would have voted no on eight. I think that's true. I had to think about for which, what meant what, but yeah. Okay, I have the last thing that I'm gonna talk about. It's completely different than all of this. Good. We'll go out on a high note. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drink some more. Uh, what is it? Scotch, whiskey, bourbon. bourbon. Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. Make her skin mark. Oh, God. If you're lucky. <laughs> uh, um, in less than three months. Yep. On the 5th of May,
1: it will be Cinco de Mayo.
0: Cinco de Mayo. Do, you know, do you know why Cinco de Mayo is a special day for me? Uh, no. Do I? It is the anniversary of the day that Amanda and I got the keys to our house. And so if you recall to last year. House. To our yes. House, the okay. house that we own. Yeah. And so if you recall, last year on Cinco de Mayo we had a house aversary party. Yes, I do recall that. Was that and also the salsa competition? That was the salsa competition. I believe I was victorious. I believe you were victorious. I think everyone loved my pace picante. <laughs> was that made in New York City? <laughs> um, this year's the thir- the three year house aversary. Okay. Cinco de Mayo is You, on. my friend, I feel, bought near the uh, lowest point of the house. <laughs> so we are opposites. Indeed. Um, we may be celebrating it on Cuatro de Mayo because that's a Saturday and okay. Cinco de Mayo is a Sunday. But you never know. Last year, as you said, was the salsa competition. And this year, I would love to have another type of competition or... I mean, it doesn't have to be a competition. I know the halls do a competition thing, right. but there's it could, it, fall. it could just be that's true. It could just be like a everyone bring a certain type of thing. But I don't know. Do you, do you do you like the competition aspect? Obviously, you won last time, so you probably <laughs> like it. I think it's fun because I think if you say everyone bring your favorite salsa, people are like, nah, rah, rah, rah. but if you make and and the competition for me is not so much about a prize or even about winning. It's about like. Everyone's bringing their best. Right. You, so you're going to get to taste good stuff. Yeah. If you say, hey, everyone brings something, half the people are going to forget and grab, a, uh, you grab know, on the way. A, a safe way on the way or whatever. Sure. Yeah, exactly. But if you say, like, there, it, this is a competition, um, so yeah, people go the extra mile. So what should... I, I want, I'm looking for ideas for the competition for this year. Oh, it's obvious. Cinco de Mayo. Margaritas? Homemade mayonnaise. Gross. Oh. What are you talking about? Cinco de Mayo. Ugh, I hate mayonnaise, though. Have you ever had my homemade mayonnaise? <laughs> I have. Were you here when I made the homemade Caesar dressing? Uh. not only was I there for it. Okay. On Sunday, we are going to fr- a friend's house or a friends' married couple's house for dinner, and we're supposed to bring a salad. Mm-hmm. When I got here, I asked your wife for the recipe so Uh, i'm the one that made it okay well you were upstairs nursing your child she was (laughs) downstairs smoking a cigar yeah so i talked to her and got the recipe because i plan on making that exact recipe on sunday enjoy that's how much i enjoy Enjoy having to purchase and touch anchovies (gasps) as much as i did do you think it will be dramatically changed if i if i eliminate the anchovy part I do. Okay. Then I'll get them. They, they don't... don't them. It's not something you taste, but it's like that little... I think that little hint. You might Tough be able taste. to reduce the amount. How many did you use? The, did you use what it called for in the yeah. Recipe? Okay. Yeah. Yours... Your salad was outstanding. Thank and you. so I don't want to do anything to change it. Mm. I appreciate it. Except a little bit. Oh. Well. Uh, I did that. <laughs> so... So, I have some thoughts. Okay. I mean, we could do like a guacamole competition, but that's a lot of guacamole. Yeah. We could have each person make their own like pitcher of margaritas. It's not a bad one, but how many like distinctions are there? I don't know. Lots of different fruits. I, one of my coworkers had a tequila party where everyone made a different infused tequila, which was pretty cool. Interesting. But that's kind of hardcore and not everyone likes tequila. Yeah. I don't really want to be derivative like that. Yeah. Um so I don't know we could have everyone make like their their best enchiladas or that's, or like a certain like type heavy, of marinated bro. meat or something mm. I want to stay with the Mexican theme but right. I don't know what to do so that's stop a, shooting down my ideas, no, asshole, that's, that's and give a me something I can work a for. good quandary, because salsa is the ideal one, right? I mean, you can eat a chip and salsa of 30 different salsas. And, Should and we like, just do salsa again? No, <laughs> no, no, I, no, I no. agree. But everyone uh, you know, make their best pinata. Didn't Kelly once have, like, a, a cookie one or something? Like, everyone makes their favorite cookie. I mean, there's something... Have you ever like, had, like, Mexican sweets? They're not good. No, 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 no. I know. I'm not suggesting for this one. But I'm saying, like, your best enchiladas, like, ooh, that's... First of all, every enchilada recipe makes, like, a dozen enchiladas, and you're going to bring two that you've cut up into, like, 20 bites, you know. I like enchiladas. Enchiladas are good. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I will tell you that a week ago, I made homemade refried beans. I I mean, I could just say bring some, bring your best Mexican dish, but then what if I have, like, eight Mexican rices? Right. That turns into just a, like, potluck. And not so Which much is not a horrible thing, but it's maybe It's a horrible thing. thing. If you've ever worked in a government office, it's a horrible thing. Or been a Lutheran. Hello, I've been a Lutheran. Um, that's a good question, and I don't have an answer for you. Well, uh, podcast listener, yeah, feel oh, free send to us uh, send us your feedback and earn yourself an invitation to the party. Ooh, How about that, yeah, because this goes to anyone on the internet. Yeah. Well. You just invited, I like... C- I'm sure we have I'm weird not giving visitors. my address out. So, Don't even give about address <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you on the 4th of uh, May at 251 Stussy Street. Uh, I believe that's 123 <laughs> Stussy Street. Sorry. It, I didn't want to give in you... In Mossimo! Okay, it's I, not I, some other 123 Stussy I, Street. I didn't want to give you a real address. I appreciate right? that. But you can call Joe at 1-800-DESTROY. <laughs> um... Let's so, yeah. Yeah, let's think about that. Okay. I will think about let's that. Let's sit quietly here and think about it. <laughs> let's <laughs> sit quietly <laughs> off here and think about it. All right. And meanwhile, we'll just say that's a podcast. That Here's is a, a podcast. podcast.